The Displaced in America report by public problem-solving organization New America was a national effort with local collaborators. In Forsyth County, researchers teamed up with Winston-Salem State and Wake Forest Universities, focusing on eviction and mortgage foreclosures. What they found was eye-opening. Out of the uh, 2,221 counties, Forsyth County ranked 89th. That's policy analyst Tim Robostelli. He says housing loss here is roughly three times the national average. To answer the more difficult questions, who, where, and why, they had to dig deeper using census data to look at specific neighborhoods. The ability of them to capture some of these variables is is unbelievable. If, If a household uses a car to commute to work, if they use public transportation, if they have health insurance, if, you know, English is a second language at home, just everything. And it gives you a a much richer story of what you're studying, who it's happening to, and where it's happening. Robostelli says one story told by the numbers is just how hard it is to simply find a place to live. Wake Forest University anthropology professor Sherry Lawson-Clark contributed to the study. She says in reviewing their list of recommendations, one statistic stood out addressing a shortage of some 16,000 units of affordable housing. And it was even more specific. It was 16,244. <laughs> so I remember highlighting that in the report. And then later I read that there are 6,000 vacant properties in East Winston. Lawson Clark says she plans on looking into the fate of those vacant properties in a future research project, but the current report is raising a broader awareness of the city's shortcomings. Winston-Salem is a highly racially segregated and residentially segregated city, she says, even when it comes to the poor and the non-poor. And so what happens is you have sort of this barrier. Many people will argue that it's Highway 52 that creates that divide. And um, when we look at who lives east and who lives west and what's happening there, this New America data also supports those findings. Craig Richardson directs Winston-Salem State University's Center for the Study of Economic Mobility. He says the new report revealing the city's dismal housing loss index comes at a critical time and pulls back the curtain on the fragility of the east side versus the west side of town at a critical time. We were like that before COVID. And what this report's doing is really shining a light on where are we going to be most hit by that. So I think that's something that when COVID goes away, we can't just take the flashlight away from this area. Um, We need to continue to study that because there's some long-term solutions that we need to do to strengthen when the next pandemic hits. Among the study's recommendations are adopting forward-thinking development policies and creating healthy and connected neighborhoods. Thankfully, Richardson says, a model already exists here, Winston-Salem's downtown. In the early 90s, he says, it was run down, a higher crime area, not an ideal location for investment. And what it took was the imagination of some city leaders some business people and others to really reimagine that as an area that could be a place where people could live and shop and work uh, without a car, ideally. And, and so what we have now is we have a thriving downtown because the city planted trees, they invested in sidewalks, they put in uh, more police presence. And that area has grown tremendously, as we know, downtown. Richardson says a similar approach in the city's east side could go a long way. New shopping centers and housing areas would encourage anchor institutions to cross Highway 52, fueling the local economy. Right now, it's like a garden that has no irrigation. And by that, I mean a lack of investment dollars coming. And I'm saying this is not about charity. This is about 
making an investment as we did on the west side, having that imagination for what could be possible and seeing that area flourish. But before it can flourish, East Winston must first brace itself for a severe housing crisis on top of an already existing one. The numbers don't lie. And one thing the data makes crystal clear, exactly which neighborhoods will be hardest hit when the eviction moratorium ends. For WFDD News, I'm David Ford.